Hi, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. Today I want to talk about going into everyone's world. You know, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news to every creature, meaning everybody. This is the Great Commission. We all know about that, right? But interestingly, Oral Roberts, when he was sharing about the Great Commission, often tweaked the wording of it to make it more real and applicable for today's typical believer. He put it this way. He said, go into every man's world. Now, I know some people think, well, that's the job of the evangelists, the preachers. But let me tell you something, y'all. The Great Commission isn't just for the preachers. It's for everybody. We are all the body of Christ. And no one's more important than anybody else here. We're all in him. We're all fused into him. And so his hope is our hope. His dream is our dream. And his job that he came to do has been passed on to us. So it's also our job. And if we're really the body of Christ, wherever our body goes, his goes too, with all its power and anointing and persuasiveness. And we need to use that persuasiveness, that anointing, to change the lives of those around us. Otherwise, the world isn't changed. Our culture isn't changed. It isn't even touched. People don't get touched because we don't share the gospel with them. Know what I'm saying? I mean, a preacher can only preach to the crowd who comes to hear him, whether he's a pastor or a teacher or whatever. Even if he's an evangelist, he can only preach to those people who come to hear him or her or whoever that minister might be. But who goes who goes into the lives of all those people who won't come to an evangelistic meeting or even a church? Well, it's us, regular believers. And we come to them at work, you know. We come to them in the office or store or hair salon or school or wherever else it is that we work. And workplace evangelism, school evangelism, and everyday life evangelism is about friendship evangelism. That's how I got born again. A fellow student told me about how real Jesus was to her and influenced me to want to seek God, and eventually I got born again because of that. But if that person, Barbara Weller, had not been willing, had been too shy to tell me that Jesus was important to her and could make a difference in my life, well, I mean, I'd probably still be lost today. Now, you might think, I'm just a regular, ordinary person. I'm not powerful or anointed or anything like that. What can I do? Well, as Kenneth Hagin said, we aren't ordinary people. We're tied up with omnipotence. We're united with God himself. We're carrying out God's will here on earth. We, listen to this, we are the channels through whom God is pouring himself out upon the world. Bottom line here is that someone came into my world and told me about Jesus because I wasn't about to go to a church meeting personal, individual, one-on-one evangelism. This is what gets the gospel into the seven mountains of influence that Lance Wallnow talks about and transforms a whole culture and nation. Now listen, you may not feel adequate to do this. You may not feel worthy, but that's why we have that story in Mark about Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. I mean, sometimes we feel like a donkey, but you know what? Still, Jesus can ride on us into the hearts of those who need him. But folks, we really are worthy. He has made us worthy. 
And we do need to be bold about this, not shy. Christians today are just way too shy. But why should we be shy about this? If God is real, he's real. My world was rocked when I was born again at age 17. And you know what? I'm still rocked by it today. I met God and I still meet him every day of my life. He became real to me then and he's still real to me now. So why should I be any more shy about sharing him than I am about anything else that's real in my life? I mean, I'm not shy about telling people that I'm married or that I have kids or that I'm a guitar player or I like to ride bikes or I raise birds. All these things are just natural and normal facts. And you know what? I'm saved too. And for good reason, because God is real. But hey, like you, I can still be timid about sharing my faith. Can you believe that? Here I am, a missionary, and I can still do that. Sometimes in some contexts, I get it. It's intimidating. And even though I'm a minister of the gospel, sometimes I still need to be reminded to be bold about sharing Jesus with people in everyday life. Otherwise, I'm not really influencing my culture in a significant way. Anyway, God often has to remind me to do this very same thing, go into everybody's world. But I have to admit, when I do it, I do love it. I really love it. And it's because it's so fulfilling. You know, once I was on a plane flight going somewhere to minister, and the particular airline I was on had a kind of a lounge area. Like after they rang the free-to-go-to-the-bathroom bell and let you get up from your seat, you could go up to this area and you could sit down and they would bring you, you know, whatever you ordered, a Coke or whatever. Anyway, I went out to sit in this area and I was just sitting there enjoying myself, but I noticed that this lady that was across from me looked very depressed and very sad. And I just started talking with her and I said, hey, uh, you know, where are you going? And she said, oh, I'm going to, I believe it was San Diego, to enter a detox program. She said, I'm an alcoholic and I've got to get over this. And then she asked me where I was going and what I was doing. And I don't know, I was a little shy. I think I just told her I was a singer and I was going to sing somewhere. But my heart was really moved by her need. You could just see her frailty. You could just see how much she needed help. She needed Jesus. And I knew the Holy Spirit was trying to get me to share him with her. And, uh, you know, it was just a burden on my heart. She needed God, but I just couldn't crank up the guts to tell her. Well, eventually some time passed and the return to your seat light came on and I got up and went back to sit down in my seat and I felt bad. I thought, I apologized to the Lord. I said, Lord, I should have told her about you. Why did I not tell her about you? And then I promised the Lord. I said, Lord, Next time I feel convicted to tell somebody about you like that, I'm going to do it. I promise I will do it. Well, believe it or not, as soon as I got finished praying, this lady, I mean the same lady, came down the aisle and said, excuse me, and stepped in beside me and sat down right next to me. Now, seriously, that was not her regular seat. I had been sitting there before I got up in the first place, and she had not been there. I don't know what happened there, but... She just sat down right next to me, and I realized, wow, it's next time. I promised God, and now I've got to do this. So I turned to her, and I began to share about how I got saved when I was 17. 
and how it changed my life and empowered me and made me a, a different person. You should have seen her. She said, please pray for me. I want to meet Jesus. And she prayed and met Jesus and she wept. And I know her life was changed forever. Well, you know how it works. You meet Jesus, your life is changed eternally. And what a joy. Wow, I floated through the rest of that week. How much fun it is to share Jesus with someone and see their life changed forever. And oh man, she's not the only one. I remember when I first moved to Louisville, Kentucky. We were living in California just before that. So now we were living in a new place. Didn't know anybody. And I needed to get my hair cut. Now I've told this story before, so you're going to kind of have to bear with me because it's a perfect illustration of what I'm trying to say. Anyway, the Dillard store in the mall had a salon on the top level. And I thought, that's a good place. I'll go up there. So Diane and I both went to check it out. And fortunately, they took walk-ins. So I was waiting there to see who was available. And I saw this lady walk out. She was apparently one of the stylists and uh, learned later that she was the one that, that ran the place. But anyway, she walked out and I told my wife, I said, hey, that's the one I want to cut my hair. Now, I didn't know why at the time I was feeling drawn to this particular person, but now I do. It was the Lord. At any rate, she cut my hair, and I didn't tell her about Jesus or anything that day. I just made friends with her. But after many months and many haircuts, one day she stopped trimming on my hair and said, Are you always like this? What a weird question, right? And I said, Probably. Like what? And she said, Happy. You always seem to be happy like you really enjoy living. How do you do that anyway? How can you be like that? And I said, do you really want to know? She said, yes, I do. And I told her, it's because God lives inside of me. It's seriously, Jesus Christ lives inside of me. I asked him to come into my heart and I got born again. It's a real thing and it changed my life and gave me an inner happiness that's always there, no matter what I'm going through. Well, she was shocked to say the least, but she also got born again that day. Wow, that was fun. That was fulfilling. And she's still my friend decades, this is a number of decades later, and she's still saved. And wow, what a fulfilling and wonderful thing. But I couldn't have done that from a preaching platform somewhere. That's friendship evangelism. You got to do it when you're in somebody's world. So this, folks, this thing we call witnessing, I want to tell you, this is one of the most fun things a Christian can do. But really, it comes from just being confident of the fact that we know God's real. We know he's in us and we know he's going to empower us to do whatever we need to do to help somebody else find the joy that we've found. And that's why I want to encourage you today to take the good news into everybody's world. Listen, you're anointed to do it. You've got the power to do it. God will help you do it. In fact, you can just kind of relax and tell your stories and it'll be fun. And before you know it, some new folks will be born into the kingdom of God just because of you. David Stearman Ministries is a missionary ministry. We work to take the good news of Jesus wherever we can, from the jungles of South America to Mexico to the Philippines, over the European continent and places beyond. And we'd love it if you'd partner with us in this task. Offerings can be made online at davidstearmanministries.org. 
Thanks so much. I hope you have the best day ever and up day all the way.